Welcome to the Anchor Podcast. I'm Jeremy Berg, a pastor, professor, and writer, and this is where I try to offer some Jesus-shaped wisdom and biblical perspectives to help keep us anchored in Christ and His vision for a better world. You'll find many more resources at the Kingdom Harbor website at jeremyberg.org. Now let's drop anchor and get into today's episode. Well, hey friends, it's Jeremy here and uh, funny story. So the other day I sat down and I, uh, I recorded about two hours worth of episodes and um, I was a machine. I was on a mission. I was inspired. I think it came out okay. But as I was wrapping up my recording session, I looked and realized I forgot to plug in my fancy podcasting microphone. So, friends, for the next few episodes, um, at least the ones pertaining to the Spirit on the Water sermon series, you will not get to enjoy my deep, sultry, smooth, vanilla voice. You will have the tinnier sound of a MacBook Pro from a distance. So, my apologies, but nevertheless, enjoy this episode. Hey friends, Pastor Jeremy here. Say we want to dip back into our summer series, Spirit on the Water. In the first part, we looked at how God, God's spirit hovers over the the waters of creation, bringing order to the chaos of our lives. And we looked at the waters of the flood and how God has created a morally ordered universe. And when we threaten that order or ignore that order and bring evil into the world, God is a God of justice and punishment. Part three, we looked at the waters of deliverance and bringing the Israelites through the Red Sea into freedom from bondage. And today I want to talk about the waters of inheritance. You see, on the other side of the Red Sea deliverance, we have a people who are now living in a land between two waters, two water moments anyways, delivered from the Red Sea, through the Red Sea, and on their way to the Jordan River, where they will cross into the promised land and into their inheritance as the children of God. But friends, I'm concerned that many of us will live out our life between these waters and never reach the promised land of a new life, the abundant life that God has in store for his children. No, we will be saved on the other side of the Red Sea, but stuck in the wilderness. And maybe looking back at uh, our saved salvation moment, that, that walking forward, saying the prayer, thankful for what God has done in the past in saving us from our sins. But we never turn forward and start marching towards what God has saved us for. And that is what I want to focus on here for a moment. One of the most tragic plot lines in all of Scripture is 
Moses being prevented from going into the promised land. Here he has so faithfully, most of the time, led a very difficult people through the Red Sea and now through the wilderness. But in the end, Moses does not enter into the promised land. He only sees it from a distance. He glimpses it, but will not enter it. And that, my friend, friends, is a tragedy. Because many Christians as well will only see it from a distance, glimpse, get a taste, hear rumors about this life in the spirit, this life abundant that Jesus promised us in John 10, 10. But we will never experience it. We'll never fully enter into it in this life. We will settle for being saved, rescued from our sins. But we will not inherit the promised land of this new life in Christ, in the power of the Spirit. Um, so there's some lessons to learn here between the waters and lessons to be learned that would lead us across the Jordan into this, our inheritance. And so let me just mention briefly today um, a couple of them. See, the one lesson is we need to learn God needs to give us a new master. If we are to enter into our inheritance, we need to leave the old life of being driven about by these ruthless taskmasters of our soul and psyche and enter into the easy yoke of our new master, Jesus. I believe just as the Israelites were slaves to Pharaoh for 400 years, I believe many of us struggle as slaves to fear. Fear. Fear being the most basic and primal motivator. Um, it's what politics grab onto. They try to stir up fear in us of this or that enemy. Um, to, to get our votes, promising to protect us from, from this or that policy or party or agenda. There's so much fear-mongering right now in the world outside ourselves. But when you look inside, there's even more for many of us. The fear often comes in three ways, three forms. We're, we're afraid of not having enough. We're afraid of not knowing enough. If we could just know the future or know more science, if we could just know more Bible verses, we would be okay. And then we long, we, we are also afraid of not being enough, which touches our core identity. Just not enough. Good enough father a good enough husband, a good enough wife, a good enough mother, a good enough employee, a good enough Christian. Well, these fears drive us ruthlessly, making us miserable, weighing a heavy yoke on our shoulders. And many of us will carry that yoke our entire life. There's good news, friends. Jesus said that perfect love drives out fear. That's right. When we would walk into this new life in the spirit, this promised land inheritance, 
We get a new identity, a new master, and this master is good. He's good. We will find rest under his easy yoke, and we can stop being driven about by fear of not having enough, not knowing enough, not being enough. That's why Jesus said, come to me, all who are weary and burdened. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. I'm gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Because my yoke is easy. My burden is light. So entering into going through the waters of inheritance, crossing the Jordan involves getting a new master. Well, the second thing the waters of inheritance invite us into is a new identity. And that is stepping out of being a slave. Again, slaves to our, our, our desires, slaves to our past, slaves to uh, other people's expectations, slaves to pleasing people, slaves to anxiety about all sorts of things. We are invited to take on a new identity as the beloved royal children of the king. And when you're the child of the king, you don't have to worry about not having enough. And when the king is the, is the loving, grace-filled King Jesus, we don't have to fear his heavy hand. We can relax and be at home in his love and in this new identity. We are protected. We, we, are, we are accepted. We are all the things our soul cries out for. We read in Romans 8, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, not the tyrants of the Pharaoh soul, those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again, Paul writes. Rather, he continues, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship and daughtership. And so by him, we can cry out, Abba, Father. And if, if we are children, he continues, then we're heirs, heirs of God, co-heirs with Christ. If we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Friends. This is an amazing, amazing gift that you can receive today. You don't have to be defined by your production, your performance, your, your upbringing, your, uh, your income, your promotions at work, your performance as a parent or as a spouse. You are a beloved child of God. That is who you are, and that is who you're invited to step, to live out of that identity in this new land of abundance. And then finally, real quickly, and this is a whole sermon in itself, but the third thing that we enter into when we enter the promised land, when we leave the wilderness when we stop just looking backwards at what God has saved us from, and we look forward and move into this new land of abundance, here's what we get, a new mindset. 
and it's a mindset that takes us from a scarcity mindset where there's never enough. We're always striving, trying to secure our needs. There's, there's never enough of me. There's never enough time to get things done. There's never enough money. To, that's a scarcity mindset of a slave, enslaved identity. We are invited to move into an abundance mindset because we're now in the let this new spacious atmosphere that is ruled over by the king of the universe and the king of our soul. And we can start to live out of that abundance that flows from his gifts, from that is our inheritance. <laughs> the God of the universe, we suddenly, he has all the time we need. He will provide all the resources we need. He will give us the inner peace we need if we would just stop grasping and grabbing and hoarding and fearing and clutching. That is the Israelites in the wilderness complaining about there's not enough food, there's not enough water. Um, Achan moving in, taking the city with the Israelites at Jericho and hiding some of the plunder under, under in his tent because he's so used to grabbing, grasping, and hoarding. And man in the wilderness, God says, don't try to store it up. It's going to rot. I will provide what you need daily. And this is the gift of the abundance of the children of God in the promised land. So friends, some thoughts on this invitation to not spend the rest of our lives just looking at this promised land inheritance from a distance like Moses and withering and dying in that dry place. No, let's cross over the Jordan. And that involves taking the first step. Because when you step into the Jordan, the waters will part. And with the ark of God going before you, lifted high, we walk into a new life. God is king. We are his children. And there is enough. And perfect love has driven out fear. And we are no longer slaves but royal children. Stuff to chew on today, and I hope you come back and join me next time as we continue exploring spirit on the water. <laughs>